Blood and Destroyers and All Elite Wrestling Podcast for August 23rd, 2021 is presented by LevelDownGames.com. And you know what that means. Welcome to another exciting episode of Blood and Destroyers, an all-elite wrestling podcast brought to you by LevelDownGames.com, where we focus and discuss on the latest week in AEW excitement. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this week, straight from twitch.tv forward slash craze 11 it's freshly shaved, Dan. Welcome back to the show, Dan. What is going on, everybody, and what is going on, Brian? Yeah, man. What a... We knew this was going to be a week. We knew that this was going to be an amazing week, and man, do we have a lot to talk about. But before we do, please take a moment and do us a favor if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or whatever app that you've chosen to listen to us on and leave a quick rating and review because it really does help in terms of more people being able to discover our little show. Uh, Yeah, so I don't even think we need to wait like to talk about Rampage later. We can finally say CM Punk is all elite, and we kind of knew that, right? Like... If, if it didn't happen at this point, then I don't even know what we would have been talking about because all the rumors, all the teases, if it amounted to nothing, can you imagine what we would be talking about right now? We would be talking <laughs> about how fans are like burning down the Internet and yeah, Chicago would be on fire. Right Chicago now, would be on fire. AEW would probably be bankrupt. Tony yeah, Khan probably be shot and killed. Like, yeah. I mean, it would have been it would have been insane. There would have been a riot in Chicago. It would have been absolutely bananas if. CM Punk didn't debut at Rampage, and all signs pointed to that. Man, what a moment it was. You and I were live over on your Twitch channel. I'm glad we were. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it was It was something very cool to be a part of. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot, especially here in the last, I don't know, quite a few years. There hasn't been a whole lot to get excited for. Now, obviously, AEW has helped that, but and we've talked about it off air. You know, it would have been cool to see Brody Lee debut in front of a live crowd. That probably would have been fucking insane. Um, but no, this, this was a really cool moment. I have watched it a bunch of times. My wife actually just watched it a few hours ago, uh, for the, for the first, first time? time. Yeah. Oh, what a loser. So, She's mean, two days yeah, behind. I know. You, you right? need to smack so, her in the face and be like, come on, come yeah, on, catch up. But <laughs> it was cool again to sit down, you know, and watch it with her and, and get her thoughts and everything with it. And it just, just thinking about it gives me goosebumps. I mean, it was just, it was a goosebump moment. Just, it, I would love to have been there live. Uh, that would have been fucking insane, but, uh, holy shit, this is awesome. Well, I mean, you know, at the time of recording, it's three in the afternoon on Sunday and his entrance is up to 4.5 million views on YouTube and the, wow. and the promo is at 3.5 million. Um, I believe they're still the top two trending videos on YouTube worldwide. Like anyone that didn't think this was going to be a big deal. Are you crazy? Like this is nuts, yeah. man. This is nuts. Yeah. I, I haven't heard a pop like that since Steve Austin, since the Attitude Era. Like, what Chicago did was so impressive. I feel like the roof literally probably moved off of that arena <laughs> a good couple inches. I, when when the CM Punk chants are drowning out the music, his entrance music, I mean, that's when you know it's fucking crazy. Uh, it just, it was absolutely insane. And he was... Uh, you know, when he was sitting there kneeling and just looking around, just the emotions that you could see going on on his face. I mean, it's it was it was a great thing. Um, and I don't know if you also saw, you know, how we got the the dude crying in the uh, crowd. Yes. So I guess he was some people we were giving him shit, you know, on internet on Twitter. People were giving him shit. Uh, busted open radio. I think what Tommy Dreamer's on there. Bubba um, Ray. Yeah, I saw Bubba this. Bubba Ray. Yeah. 
Okay, you, so you, you you saw they reached out to him and they want to get in contact with that fan and they're going to try to get in contact with uh, Tony Khan and CM Punk and set up a meet and greet, but they're going to fly him out to uh, an event or something like that. So really cool of them to do that because, yeah, I, I, I it's possible if I was live in person, I would have had the same reaction. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was one of those moments that you're never going to forget. Like, nope. you will never forget that moment. And it's it's cool that, you know, we, we finally got to see it. We finally got to have that moment. And, you know, and taking nothing away from Allegiant Stadium and, and the 50,000 that packed in there last night for SummerSlam, when Becky Lynch, when, when she returned, that pop was huge too. But it wasn't nearly as big as what 17,000 were able to do inside of the United Center. Like, yeah, I can't, but like, I, I and it may have been 20, I don't know exactly how many were actually inside the United Center for for rampage i know it was somewhere around there but they were saying it was their biggest crowd ever uh it was so cool it was so cool we'll talk more about rampage a little bit later we'll talk probably cm punk the entire episode we'll probably be figuring (laughs) out ways to to mention oh i wonder how he'll work into this or work into that because you know we kind of assumed his first match would be against darby allen it was or is going to be um that was confirmed for the pay-per-view so that should be exciting. Yeah, it's uh, again, the, the ride that we are on is about to get real fun and doing these podcasts are about to get real uh, like a lot more. fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, before we talk more Rampage, before we talk more CM Punk, let's run down Elevation and Dark from from last week. We'll start off with Elevation as we usually do. This is from August 16th. I didn't write down how many matches were on each one. I guess I could count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There was eleven on elevation last week. 2.0 defeated Duke Davis and Gannon Jones. Diamante defeated Julia Hart. Joey Janela defeated Alan Angels. Hikaru Shida defeated Kiara Hogan. Lance Archer defeated Reggie Collins. Thunder Rosa defeated Ray Lynn. Pac defeated Anthony Bowens, who still had his boombox, but he had <laughs> different entrance music. So yeah. Uh, Brian Cage defeated Joey Keys. Sammy Guevara defeated Serpentico. Jade Cargill defeated Katie Arquette. And in the main event, the Lucha Bros defeated TH2. Um, I didn't even note down the ones to go back and check out. But if, if off the top of my head, if I remember correctly, 2.0 Duke Davis and Gannon Jones was good. Joey Janela and Alan Angels was good. Hikaru Shida Kira Hogan was good. Uh, Pac and Anthony Bowens was good. Sammy Guevara and Serpentico was good. And Lucha Bros and TH2 was good, if I'm remembering correctly. But I didn't actually, uh, I didn't take notes this week. So I'm doing everything off memory. <laughs> it's still better than I would do. I'm, uh, I, I, I have really not been feeling well over the past couple days. Like, my sinuses have been acting up. Um, I have this incredible cough that just will not go away and is not like a persisting weed cough. Like this is actually a, I I, I think you even heard my wheeze the other night when we were actually getting ready to go into, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. into Twitch. I let you hear that. Like I, I yeah. just been every, a couple times a year, I usually get struck with like strep throat or things like that. And I have a feeling that's what this is, but um, you know, just that with how I've been feeling mentally and emotionally and with everything that's going on right now that I've really not opened up about yet. I've just been having a rough week, so it's been kind of nice getting to uh, getting to distract myself with all this AEW content, but I didn't take notes because of all that. So uh, Dark from the 17th was uh, and actually a pretty good show here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 or 13. Um, just a quick glance. I, I mean, I, I might have missed something. I hope I got them all here. Let's see. 2.0 defeated Sam Adams and Siler Andrews. Ty Conti defeated Rebecca Scott. Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson defeated Joey Keys and Spencer Slade. Matt Hardy defeated Wheeler Utah. Penelope Ford defeated Masha Slamovic. Chris Statlander defeated Kiera Hogan. Death Triangle defeated Chaos Project and Cole Carter. Nyla Rose defeated Tina San Antonio. John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and 10 defeated Andrew Palace, Bill Collier, and RSP. Frankie Kazarian defeated Brandon Cutler. The Varsity Blondes and Jurassic Express defeated the Wingmen. And in the main event, Dante Martin defeated Lee Moriarty. Um, go back and check out, again, 2.0, their tag match. They've just been on fire lately, man. Like, I they have. really enjoy watching 2.0 inside the ring. I think they're so much fun, so good, so incredibly talented. So even seeing them in there with, you know, just local talent and kind of things like that, it's still fun. So check that out. Uh, Matt Hardy and Willie Utah was pretty good. Chris Statlander and Kira Hogan. Kira Hogan, good for her. I, I mentioned it during our reaction on over on your Twitch channel during Rampage, but 
She was featured three times on AEW programming over the past. Actually, yeah, because she wasn't on that special elevation. So three times and, uh, you know, did well each time. So hopefully she ends up with a contract. Uh, Death Triangle Chaos Project, Cole Carter was fun. I liked the way that they had Cole Carter kind of interacting with Luther and Serpentico. He was kind of, you know, because Luther and Serpentico are a very oddball couple. And how how they act and stuff. So Cole Carter was kind of like trying to show them up and kept like doing his pose in front of them and behind them. And Luther kept getting this like crazy look like it was so much fun. I, I really enjoyed how they had him play off of those two guys. Uh, Frankie Kazarian, Brandon Cutler was good. Varsity Blonde, Jurassic Express, The Wingmen was good. And Dante Martin, Lee Moriarty was also good. So it was a pretty good dark and a good elevation. Like I said, I but I'm also just kind of actually watching it because I don't have anything else to do and kind of enjoying it at the same time so (laughs) i'm not focusing on other things while trying to watch elevation and dark i still played my switch but that was pretty much it i get a lot of switch time during uh (laughs) during elevation and dark episodes but those are the best times those are the best times um we have dynamite from wednesday the 18th to talk about it's crazy that like you know dynamite usually the big thing it's not the big thing this week i mean it's still (laughs) a great show it was still a good show but it wasn't the big thing this week that we were all waiting for and we were all ready to talk about. So let's run down Dynamite. I don't even know how many takeaways we have because, again, I didn't take notes. Takeaway number one, we'll kick things off the way they did the Texas Tornado Tag Team Match. Speaking of 2.0, they were in there with Sting and Darby Allen. And this match lived up to everything I wanted it to, man. This was a great way to kick off Dynamite, as we said, or as we usually always say. Um, we could just record ourselves. We just need, like, a track where we just push a button. I know. Great Boom. way to kick off Dynamite. Great way to yeah. kick off Dynamite. We need that on just on repeat. But uh, I like the way that they had, you know, um, Mox and Kingston kind of get attacked before this even started by Daniel Garcia and 2.0, and then... During this match, Kingston would come back and kind of get rid of Daniel Garcia, who was still <laughs> yeah, kind of just tank. took him off. Yeah, like I, I just I liked everything about this match. I liked the way that it started. I liked the way that it was booked. I liked that it was Texas Tornado style, so that way we didn't have to worry about tags, and you know they could just go all over the arena and kind of do what they wanted to do. This was an awesome match. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think the Texas Tornado part w- was was great to be able to do that. You ain't got to worry about what ten counts and and all that shit. So it was kind of nice. But no, it was. I mean, it's still crazy to think that's how how well Sting can move around in that ring and and still bring it. Um, is is awesome at his age, and I'm sure you know for 2.0 again being able to wrestle with a, a legend uh, of Sting is just is just badass and i think we have to kind of mention here because a lot of people like to still throw up the the argument those that you know are strong supporters of of vince mcmahon and and the other camp that you know it's always the fault of the talent or you know well if they were that good then they would have done something with them look at 2.0 man look at what tony khan has done with 2.0 in less than a month of them being released from their, like, NXT contracts or whatever. Like, these are dudes that nobody really outside of the indie scene had heard about. WWE completely dropped the ball. And as long as you, like, let them do it, like, you know, their gimmicks and kind of be themselves, it clearly is working. So it's not just the talent's fault. It's the booking. And and it's, it's so crazy to me that Tony Khan is just, he's getting the booking right. Like, for every, and not just 2.0, but for so many different things, he just, for only doing this in such a short amount of time, he just gets the booking right. I, it's crazy. Well, it's it's good booking, and also, you know, they listen to what these, the wrestlers, you know, the, their ideas as well, you know. They so know themselves better than anybody. Correct. So they can bounce ideas off and Tony Khan can say something and be like, and then they could come to them and they have that like open door policy where and they're not afraid to speak their minds or they're going to get you're fired. You know, Um, they can say, you know, how about we were thinking this, you know, and they can kind of collab and come up with some kind of, uh, you know, way to do it. So I just think there's it's such a healthy 
company to be a part of in a healthy relationship that it shows in the wrestling and it shows that's why i you know we'll talk about rampage a little bit more in depth but 2.0 cutting that promo with um moxley uh you know that little uh interview segment they do with where mark henry's in the middle and they got each of them just the 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 promos that they were able to cut on each other with a guy like moxley who i think is one of the best promo givers in the uh AEW um in wrestling uh be able to just kind of go toe-to-toe with him it just shows you the talent that they have yeah it's it's so much fun to watch like you know the right guys won obviously sting and darby allen defeating 2.0 i mean with darby getting ready to go on against cm punk at all out you know sting will be in his corner they kind of can't lose here and it doesn't really hurt 2.0 to lose against darby and sting in a match like this like they're not going to lose any momentum from from taking this loss so I, I, I do hope that we see a lot more of 2.0 on Dynamite and Rampage. And, and now that Rampage is obviously a thing, I mean, we'll see how they do this week's show, right? Because this will be the first one that's taped alongside yes. Dynamite this Wednesday night. So it'll be really interesting to see how they kind of cram four shows into into one sitting. I, I have to assume Elevation and Dark will both be on the shorter side of things. I would think so, because it was when I was there for Dynamite in Charlotte, it was it got a bit long there towards right. the end. So add on so another hour imagine. show. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it'll it's it, it'll probably be crazy. Uh takeaway number two. We had singles action. We had Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears going one on one. And there also was that special announcement they were talking about. I kind of thought this was going to be it after I realized that shit, Sammy Guevara is from Houston and they're in Houston. Yeah. Uh, the the special announcement was that he was, you know, proposing to his girlfriend, longtime girlfriend, Pam, who, if you watch his vlog, is is always constantly featured. So congratulations to them. But after I realized, oh, man, it's Houston, I, 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 I had a feeling that was going to be the announcement. But uh, this match was incredible, dude. So, first of all, you know, crowd being completely behind Sammy because it's his hometown. They were on fire for this entire thing. But I honestly feel like this was Sean Spears' best match in AEW so far. Uh, me and the wife talked about the exact same thing. Uh, we, yeah, honestly thought that it was his best match. Uh, yeah, it was a very... I, I'm excited because I, I am a, a, a big Sean Spears fan. You know, I liked him in uh, WWE. I uh, followed him over here, so I, I love uh, he can cut some good promos. So it was it was nice, yeah. It was it, this was a great match. I, I thought this was a really good match, and en- enjoyed it all the way through. Yeah, so this was definitely uh, way better than I thought it was actually going to be. Now right? I knew this yeah. was probably going to be good. Like obviously, Sammy's been on fire lately. Sean Spears, you can usually count on. So I like I had I, I had high hopes coming into this one, but I wasn't expecting it to be. As good as it actually was. So, yeah. And I like that we get that. I like sometimes you're like, holy shit, I did not expect that. That was an awesome match. Like when they were both on the top and Spears flipped off Sammy and Sammy's like, well, <laughs> yeah. fuck it. Yeah. And just did nails an RKO out of nowhere. Like, yeah. dude, it was oh, such a that. good moment. It was such yep. a cool spot. Like, I, I really dug this match. And it really just makes me wonder, like, what is going on with uh, with the Iconics? Like, where when are they going to show up somewhere? I know we talked about it a little bit that they had some interest from Impact, but they turned it down, and then they like they're possibly going somewhere else, like a new program that's debuting this fall. But it just it just blows my mind if they wouldn't come to AEW. Like, I mean, yeah, with, with a women's division that you know still needs a bit of star power. It does, like outside the top few women, you know, it doesn't have. There's not. There's not a whole lot of depth to it. Right, and with four weekly shows, I mean, you you need a l- couple more big names. Like, obviously, Charlotte's going to be there eventually, but until that happens, you need some big names still, so. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, maybe just with uh, everything going on with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and The Fiend and, you know, may I don't know. Maybe they're just waiting to find that right spot to uh, introduce them. Everybody's forgotten about Braun Strowman, but his 90-day non-compete is up this week. Oof. Like he I could mean, be, he, he, he could be at all out or Chicago next week. I so. mean, t- what we've even talked about, um, Adam Cole could possibly show up. Adam, on Adam Cole's stuff is done today. Like yeah. the day we're recording this, he's got that two out of three falls, uh, thing with Kyle O'Reilly. I'm looking at the card here right now. It's, uh, Walter's going up against Ilja Dragunov, which should be a good match. Actually, that's actually exciting. 
Uh, Karrion Cross against Samoa. Oh, man. Okay, this this show might actually be good. Karrion Cross and Samoa Joe. Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai. LA Knight, Cameron Grimes. Yeah, you know, seen that many times. And then Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, two out of three falls. So the first fall is regular wrestling. Second fall is a street fight. And the third fall, if necessary, will be a steel cage match. I have to assume if Adam Cole hasn't, like, agreed to the contract extension or whatever, he would probably lose, right? So I guess maybe we'll find out or at least get a better hint at what's to come after TakeOver ends tonight, but... Yeah, we might have a little more. The picture might be a little more clear uh, here in about eight hours. So hopefully... Hopefully that's the case. But yeah, I mean, literally, if he doesn't resign, he could show up on Wednesday. Like, there's no non-compete if your contract just expires. Correct. That's what that's how Paul White showed up, like, within the, you know, the same week and all that kind of stuff. Like, it just happens. So, man. Can you, oh, man, can you admit, like... Does Tony Khan I think do it? That though? would be like, a whole, that would be a pretty big moment, man. Like, does Tony Khan can he can he pull that off? Like, can he sign and get Adam Cole there quick enough? And get Adam Cole to agree to everything quick enough to get him like on dynamite on Wednesday to pull off the the fastest turnaround yet of like somebody jumping ship. Because that would be like from going, you know, from an NXT pay-per-view on Sunday night to AEW Dynamite on Wednesday. That'd be the quickest turnaround I think we've seen yet. So <laughs> Yeah, it's uh It'd be pretty crazy. Knows. Yeah, it would. Uh takeaway number three. Dan Lambert is back. And let me tell you, man. I am glad that they're continuing whatever this ends up being because Dan Lambert is a great fucking heel on that microphone, dude. We talked about it last time he was in there. He was there this time with uh, Andre Arlovsky and Junior Dos Santos. Like, is the Forbidden Door now including UFC? Because it feels like we're moving in that direction where we might get like a Lance Archer V... Junior Dos Santos or, you know, like some famous name from UFC just to kind of get Dan Lambert involved in in a pay-per-view or something like that. Like, we might get that. Uh, I mean, it, it kind of is starting to feel like that. And yeah, Dan Lambert on the mic. Holy smokes. <laughs> he was uh, he was pretty damn good saying some some shit to get some heat. So, yeah, I kind of liked the uh, the yeah, I, 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 I enjoy him. I think he's yeah. a great character. Like, I don't know how he is an actual like person or real life or how his personality is. But what he's doing inside the ring yeah, and this, on the microphone this here. This persona that yeah, he has. That this he's character he's is, portraying yeah. here is amazing and I love it. Yeah. But uh, if, if this was just to get us something between Lance Archer and Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, that would be weird because, yeah. you know, they did have Sky and Page kind of come down to attack Lance Archer before Archer was able to do anything against uh, Dan Lambert. So... Maybe that leads to something for the pay-per-view, but I almost think it would make more sense and it would be cooler just to have like the UFC guys involved at that point, like really kick down that forbidden door. Yeah, I, I, we, we, you know, we've talked about it a few times about the the uh, Lance Archer booking and how we were confused on it a little bit. And that, that's kind of what this is, is you're right. You know, if this is leading to something with Paige and Sky, I just don't quite get it. I, I don't know. Like Lance, uh, yeah, I'm kind of bummed that Lance Archer. I don't know. I, I it'd be cool to have him see him have like a a story run with uh, with um, Miro, you know, for the for the belt or something. He doesn't have to, have to win, but I, I I don't know. I feel like it needs to be in something more meaningful. If that makes any sense. No, if I get this it. I mean, you know, just, unless he it's just, just going was to the he just was the IWGP US. Yeah, champion. but then he dropped it. But then he, but dropped, then he dropped it like it a week quick. later. It never yeah. was mentioned on Dynamite, and now he's back to. Like, yeah, I feel like if I have one critique on everything going on right now with, yeah, with AEW, my critique is that yeah, I feel like Lance Archer is kind of getting shit on a little bit. And yeah, poor I don't Lance know, Archer. Kinda needs, yeah, needs to, he's too, to me, he's too talented to be kind of, he need, like I said, he needs to be making some kind of run with Miro or something and let them do something for a few months. But I, I want to see more out of Archer. Yeah, we'll see where this goes. Maybe we get something cool out of this, but. We will. Uh, maybe we do. Maybe I eat crow here in a week or two. I don't maybe, know. Maybe we'll get Lance Archer and I don't know. Who could they bring in from the UFC? That would be a big deal. See, I don't follow UFC close enough to really like know. Conor I, McGregor not, broke never, his ankle, so it can't be him. Yeah, yeah. Did Manny Pacquiao win last night? No, he lost by decision. That's or what I thought. Like that. I, I, I heard he was getting his ass handed to him the first couple rounds. So I mean, how old is Pacquiao? He's in his 40s, I believe. Yeah. So. so. 
Uh, takeaway number four. We had the AEW tag team titles on the line. We had the Young Bucks defending successfully against Jurassic Express. Another incredible match, though, dude. Like, I mean, it seems to be a theme whenever the Bucks or Omega are involved. Like, they're really on top of the world right now when it comes <laughs> to having not only amazing matches with whoever you throw at them, but just being the ultimate douchebags, dude. Like <laughs> yeah, They play that douchebag <laughs> role very well. Like, it's so good. Like, I don't care if you hate these dudes in the ring. I don't care if you don't like their persona, but they're fucking good at it. And I am just so in love with everything that they're doing. Uh, and I like that they back up their shit, too, like... If you watch Being the Elite and and like they'll actually film themselves like they're not bad at basketball and they actually do make the shots they say they do. And and Nick Jackson actually can make some of those crazy shots consecutively like he says he does. Like it's crazy. Like they're actually pretty athletic and they're pretty good. So I'm just I'm I'm loving everything about this elite storyline. Don Callis like. Man, he just adds so well to it. My so wife much. hates it. My wife always has something to say anytime Don Callis starts his, to open his, his mouth. His fucking big shorts this week. And, yep. Oh, man, it was so good. He's doing his job. He is doing his job well. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I love everything about this, how cocky they are. But like you said, they can back it up, which helps, I think, just add to that swag, right? They're cocky and they're not just doing it for a, like a storyline. Like they're being cocky because they know they can back that shit up. So, yep. Yep. yeah, uh, I, I love this. Uh, it does concern me for I think we didn't know it at this point, but I think we, you know, we, we, get, we found hit. out later on in the show. Yeah, that there's going to be a uh, tag uh, tag team tournament to decide who fights the uh, Young Bucks at And it's all really out. a series of three matches. Like, how you call this a tournament, I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not. You're right. Yeah. It's, th it's three matches. So, the first match is what? Jurassic Express v... Private Party. That was at Rampage. Party, yes. That was at Rampage. And then this Wednesday... We're getting the Lucha, Lucha Bros. Bros. and Varsity Blondes. Varsity Blondes. Yep. And then Lucha Bros will probably win that. Yeah. So to set up Jurassic Express and Lucha Bros either at Rampage or next week on Dynamite or something like that. And then the winner of that match goes on to face the Bucks at the pay-per-view. So yeah, so with, with Jurassic Express losing... I, I mean, don't it, see it, them. I don't see it them winning make, either. Right. It wouldn't make sense to have them then win and then have another title match, what, two, two and a half weeks later? Right. So, I mean, it, clearly all signs are pointing to the Lucha Bros here. Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm ready for again. Like, oh, no. I mean, I'm not saying I don't want it, but. I'm ready know, for just, the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks once again. And honestly, like, yeah. if, if that ends up being the match, I don't know how you don't put the belts on, on Penta and Ray. Because right. I they mean, are yeah. so when are over. the young bucks like, dropping? Yeah, they are so over right now. So, um, and and I mean the bucks too. I mean they're they're over as well. But oh no, no, they, they are. They're going to drop those titles eventually. So we yeah. will see. We will definitely see. But yeah, this was a great match, and it lived up to everything that I thought it would. So we also found out takeaway number. I think this is five. Uh, Paul White. He had a big announcement, Dan. And uh, you and I speculated on where this was going to go after he choked, slammed Aaron Solo. Uh, was it the debut episode of Rampage two weeks ago? So, you you know, we, we talked maybe that we'd get a pre-show match or something. No, we're going to get a main card match for Paul White. And it looks like he's going up, as we figured, against QT Marshall. And you know what? Like we said, good for them. Like, it's 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 a good it's a good way to get him on the show. Get him in yeah. a match, get him in the ring, but not have it be like super important. No, it's not. It's I think and I it's going to be a it, good match. Like no, I, I trust I, I, I Marshall. I wasn't aware of how many surgeries Paul White had had over the last what two years, something like that. I can't remember the timetable now. It's, it was a very short amount of time, but how many surgeries he's had on his hip? Um, you well, know, they so showed a picture I, of it during the. Oh, uh, I know it was a ridiculous. And Paul's scar. like, "You're gonna show my big, beautiful ass on TV." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what, man? It's cool seeing Paul White 
looking like he's having fun. He's, I, he's having, exactly. You're absolutely right. We've talked about this before. The, everybody that comes here, just you can just see it in their face. They're just having fun. They're more relaxed. And it just, it's it shows for, it, their talent shows through more. And it's just, it makes for better TV. It really does. Like, you don't have and to I'm stress excited about for this losing match. your job. Yeah, like, like, yeah, I trust QD Marshall to yeah, deliver 100%. a yeah. great match. With, you know, a 49-year-old Big Show. Like, yep. that's fine. I, I feel like this match will probably be better than most people expect it to be. I agree. So, I agree so, with it. Uh, I, I think that's exciting. Uh, whatever takeaway is next, takeaway number six, I believe we have women's action. We've got Thunder Rosa taking on Penelope Ford. And this kind of stemmed from something that had happened the previous night on Dark during Penelope Ford's match with Masha Slamovic, who's from Russia. Well, Masha is part of Thunder Rosa's Mission Pro Wrestling um, Okay, okay. Like, I I don't know if Thunder Rosa is the sole owner of that or just, you know, has a lot to do with Mission Pro Wrestling, but it's the same promotion that, like, Matty Renkowski came from, so... When Thunder Rosa came into AEW, obviously that opened up the door for a lot of the girls there to start getting their foot in the door for AEW, which was really cool. So Penelope beating down on Masha on Tuesday night and then after the bell, not letting go, brought Thunder Rosa down to the ring and they set up this match during dark. So that's where this came from. It wasn't amazing. I mean... A few I didn't realize Penelope Ford was like 12 and 2 in her last 14. Yeah, or yeah she's been on a roll, yeah. uh, but only yeah. on like Elevation and Dark. Like right. she's, been on yeah, a, she... she's been on a roll against the nobodies. So Okay, yeah, exactly. But that's what they do, and that's how they build them yeah. up. So that's how they get Co- you your quick, yeah. you know, your impressive win-loss records without really having your, your stars lose against one another all the time. So, um... But yeah, I mean, this match was it was okay for what it was. It was average. I don't feel like it was anything like super impressive. They announced during this match, I believe, that we were getting the uh, the tag title thing that you were talking about just previously. So uh, there were there was a lot going on here. Uh, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, but that was it. No, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I again, huge Thunder Rosa fan. So me too. it was. It nice makes me wonder to... what they're doing for the pay per view. Yeah, for, for right? Britt Baker, like you know, both Thunder Rosa and Chris Statlander have been kind of like on a winning streak and roll lately. So either one of those two makes sense. I guess we're gonna have to find out probably this week. I, well, I yeah, feel like we we'll also... get a clearer picture. Well, we also learned in uh, Dynamite that uh, Britt Baker has um, brings in uh, Jamie Hayter, right? She's kind of like her muscle now. Well, yeah, that was at the end of the debut rampage. So we mentioned that yeah, oh, last yeah, week. Yeah, and, yeah, shit, my yeah, bad. I'm so, losing track here. But yeah. I told you there's a lot to there's a lot to just it's digest. It's crazy, man. It really all, is. All, everything that's happened over the past week just blends together. It's hard to remember what show like had what on it. <laughs> yeah. It's so, so crazy. But we, it you're is, right, it, we did see them again, I think, during this match, or or it was either before or after this match, because they were backstage. Yeah, we got and, a backstage segment, yeah. And they like they did the DMD thing, and Jamie Hayter didn't do it, and Britt's like, she'll get it next time. Yeah, that's right, yep, exactly, now I remember. Yeah, so I mean, they kind of got, you know, because we don't know how bad Britt Baker's uh, injury is. I know that she has wrestled, but I'm sure they probably want to limit the type of matches she has, and, you know, we don't want to put her in a match so maybe, against somebody that... what if we get Britt... And Jamie Hayter versus versus like Thunder Rosa and Chris Statlander or something possible. That way we can protect Britt Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Something like that. So you get her on the show, but not necessarily a title match. But I think that's it'll it'll set something up later. Yeah. Right. I think that's why we haven't got a like Britt Baker's facing blah, blah, blah at all out. Because, again, we don't want to we finally got the belt on Britt Baker. We don't want to fuck it up. You know, we've kept it on her. We can give her a few matches where it still looks like she, you know, can still wrestle, but we can still protect her. And I think you're absolutely right to bring up like a tag match like that would be perfect. 
Yeah, I, I'm sure there's probably. Well, see, I mean, it's, for me, Chris Statlander and Thunder Rosa just would make sense because they're like the top two. Yeah, no, I but, agree. But there's probably even something smarter they could do. Like probably, yeah. I mean, we're just thinking right off the top of our heads. So I'm sure. Yeah, we sat down. We had a roster in front of us. Maybe we could come up with something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, takeaway: the final takeaway from Dynamite. Takeaway number seven. We had the fifth labor of Jericho. Finally, we got to chapter five. Chris Jericho finally getting that singles match against MJF, but the stipulation this time, he could not use the Judas effect and he could not use the Judas theme song. So as we talked about last week on the show, you and I both knew for a fact that the fans would sing him down. We weren't anticipating AEW to like actively encourage it. But like as soon as we like had recorded the episode the very next day, they were tweeting out the lyrics and everything to, yeah. to this. Level. So, I mean, like we kind of just knew this was where this was going. But again, much like CM Punk debuting on Rampage, Jericho coming out to no music and the entire Fertitta Center singing Judas was a moment that I don't think anyone will ever forget. No, it was really cool. And then, you know, they're still doing the the pyro coming, you know, he's at the same time. And then uh, was it Dasha does the announcing, right? Wasn't she, she doing the announcing this week? She started to, and then Jericho quickly like did like a right, motion Jericho across cut his her neck. off. Yeah, because yep. I mean, that's a moment. You don't want to ruin it. You know, no disrespect to her. And I don't think he was trying to do that, but he was just no, knowing she, that this she is just, a moment. She wasn't thinking, I mean, like that Correct. was just, you know, in, yeah. Just doing your like, you know what I mean? Like, yep, that's when she would announce Jericho, but yeah, like, but not not even thinking like not to just hold off until that was correct, over, because but of how Jericho it was, and they got loud. Jericho, being as smart as he is, quickly yeah. realized, like, you shouldn't be doing this, don't do that. And, yeah, and for her correct. to see it and know what he meant, like, yep, without exactly without Again, them on the same ever page. communicating, yeah. yeah. That's yep. actually pretty cool. So no, I, yeah, I, I thought it was I a really cool this. moment. I thought yeah. this was a good way to cap off the labors of Jericho. Um, I like that Jericho lost cleanly. I like that, you know, even though like MJF still got hit by the baseball bat and all that kind of stuff. Like I like that MJF was able to to get Jericho to tap out. And I really want to know where this is going to go now. Like th- I don't know. I don't no, know where this goes now. I don't either. I, I was a little shocked that uh, MJF won clean in a submission um, because actually when it was happening, uh, my wife was like, there's no way he taps to this. Right. And then he tapped to it. So, um, yeah, I, you know, it was a bit of a shock and you're absolutely right. I don't know where this goes. I almost felt like this match was going to end without a winner. Like, that's what I thought this was going to where this would go. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I know. You know, Fozzie goes back on tour beginning of September. Uh, I I don't know. I, I yeah, but this is just again one of the things that we talk about. It, it's nice not knowing. It's not predictable. Yeah, it's nice not knowing. So and we could go anywhere. Yeah, so. maybe 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 uh, maybe we go to Brock Lesnar sporting a ponytail and <laughs> and looking like fucking Goro from Mortal Kombat when he walks down to the ring. <laughs> Dude, my God. I'm looking I'm just looking at a picture of Brock Lesnar from last night as we as we were recapping and finishing talking about Dynamite. He just is a freaking beast, man. That's like, what somebody said it looked like 2021 Brock, 8 2020 Brock, and like had a baby with 2019 Brock or something. I I, I wish I could find the tweet, but it was hilarious. Man, yeah, the dude's like, a tank. This new look with this ponytail, long hair, it, it works. I like it. Like he looks like he's dropped weight. Like but he I, looks I, good, I, dude. It looks he looks crazy. I was hoping. I know people didn't want it, but I was hoping we would get Brock Lesnar in AEW. Uh, the money's too strong though from Vince for that one. I think no way he would let Brock Lesnar go anywhere. <laughs> No, and I mean, it, you know, we did speculate, uh, could Brock Lesnar show up on AEW? I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was a real possibility until last night. So Yeah, correct. Uh, speaking of star ratings for Dynamite, though, man, it was a good show. It was, yeah, a, good, it uh, was a good show up to like the last 40 minutes. Like the Texas Tornado match was amazing. Sammy Guevara, Sean Spears was amazing. The Bucks, the Jurassic Express, amazing. Dan Lambert shit was amazing. 
Paul White, Cutie Marshall. That was even a good promo. But then yeah. it started to just slow down with Thunder Rosa, Penelope Ford, the the weirdness of some of the announcements that we got in between, and then the Jericho MJF match just kind of being slightly above average, but nothing too crazy. And then and then then just Jericho tapping out. So. I don't know, man. It was a good show, though, so I'm gonna go four stars. Uh, I yeah, I I enjoyed it more. I think I was a little more harsh on the last two weeks than you were. Uh, I feel like this was for me. It was three and a half. Okay, so yeah, you're still you're still a little harsher than me. Which <laughs> I am. Seems to be the uh, seems to be the running case lately, but that's okay. Uh, I did not pull up a dynamite like preview. Let's see here. Well, I don't think they, again, now that, you know, before we used to almost know the entire card the week before, they have really, outside of, I thought, one or two matches, I don't think we know much going on next week. Let's see. This is what we know in terms of right now. So coming up this Wednesday night, we know CM Punk will be making his first Dynamite appearance. Yes. And that will be exciting. This is from the UWM Panther Arena in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, so yeah, we have that. Malachi Black will be taking on Brock Anderson. Speaking of Brock, the better Brock. Brock. Brock Anderson (laughs) versus Malachi Black. He's going to get his fucking head kicked off his shoulders. Oh, he is 100% getting that head kicked off. (laughs) He's going to die, dude. Like, I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. Uh, Jamie Hayter is taking on Red Velvet on Dynamite. Varsity Blondes will be taking on the Lucha Bros in that Tag Team Eliminator Tournament match that we talked about earlier on. And Orange Cassidy v. Matt Hardy has also been announced. So we have four matches so far. Assuming one or two more gets added between now and Wednesday night. So who knows what they'll end up being. We already got our our women's match taken care of, though. So I guess we'd probably have to get like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know what we'll get. It'll be interesting. Uh, Be. To, to build up the hype of CM Punk debuting, though, on Rampage, there was another special elevation on Thursday night with five matches. So there was AEW content Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday last week. Five straight days of, of something AEW-related, which was cool. Um, yeah, five matches from Thursday the 19th on a, on a special elevation. Santana and Ortiz defeated Warren Johnson and Zach Mason. Nyla Rose defeated Steph MK. Emmy Sakura defeated Maddie Renkowski. Private Party defeated Will All Day and Edge Stone. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Daniel Garcia defeated Matt Seidel in the main event, which was um, impressive because I, I like that, you know, because of how 2.0 has kind of been hot shotted, Daniel Garcia has also been on this ride. And yeah, he now, has. now he's getting victories in the main event over people like Matt Seidel, who. I actually thought was going to win here. So that's actually cool. But yeah, that was the little special thing we had building up to the United Center, Chicago, Illinois rampage this past Friday. We already talked about the big thing. Like, like I said, you and I were live over on your Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash crazed 11. And they didn't waste any time. And it was the right call. Like as soon as rampage kicked off, we, you know, like the CM Punk chants were Oh, yeah. So loud. And then you get that, you know, record scratch or whatever. The the white noise briefly. Yeah, that cult of personality kicking in. We already know what theme song of the week is this week. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) how could it not? You know, I mean, I know. I know. Uh, Yeah. Like like we talked about the beginning of the show. I don't think there's anything more that needs to be said about CM Punk's debut. Like. I'm just glad that he confirmed he's got the time, right? He's going to be there on Wednesdays and he's going to be there on Fridays and he's going to be there for specials a year. He said for the pay-per-views like he's not going anywhere. This this contract that he signed has to be for several years. Yeah, there was a I haven't watched it yet. It's up on YouTube, but there's a um, I, uh, what do you call it? A Q&A. Um, with Tony Khan, CM Punk, and then, you know, various uh, media. And that was one of the questions was asked was, you know, is this a, what What are the term of your contracts? And CM Punk kind of skated around it and didn't really give the terms of the contract. And, you know, he looked at Tony Khan and was like, do you want, unless you want me to. And he's like, nah, he's like, Tony Khan just said that this isn't a part-time deal. Uh, he's going to be around for a while. It's a multi-year deal. So it's not just a, we'll see him, you know, once or twice when it's convenient for him. 
Like it sounds like he's there to help push talent to be, you know, wrestling to elevate, supposedly to ten to twelve times a year, according to yeah. reports. And like literally going to be there almost every single week on TV. Yeah. So whether he's on TV, he's still going to be in that locker room because he wants to, you know, he mentioned this in his promo. I can't remember the date that he said he left Ring of Honor, but he said that's the last time. August 13th, 2005. Okay, and then he said, you know, now, August 2021, I returned to pro wrestling. And he always emphasizes that professional wrestling uh, in his promos, which, I again, is very key on, of course, what he, him and, you know, the issues and whatever he's had with WWE. So it's very, he is very hammering home that professional wrestler uh, tone. And uh, there's still a lot of, a lot of resentment toward w you can oh, 100 percent yeah 100 percent. you can just tell I mean, like how yeah. much disdain he has for wwe like he should that's what he said he said in his promo that if he he was literally killing him to stay there he needed to get healthy he actually apologized um you know if you he said if anybody felt um uh, you know, anything about the way that he had left and all that he apologized. And I mean, he has nothing to apologize for. I mean, I'm very open about how much I hate my job. So I can only imagine, you know, the, the on the scale of his job, you know, getting shit on, getting passed over for main events, you know, never, you know, he was always what's next for me. What's next for me. And, you know, he can never get that. And then, yeah, he was wrestling hurt. He was wrestling sick where he like had some very bad things going on with him and he couldn't get healthy. And yeah, he's got a lot of, a lot of things I left to say. And it, it's, you know, we've, we've heard the little digs where other people have talked about uh, other WWE guys, you know, uh, John Moxley has made yeah. a few digs slyly. I think Paul White has made a few as well. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting, uh, this, uh, Wednesday on dynamite, what, what CM Punk has to say, and I'm going to be glued to my TV. I know it's like one of those that now I just, I'm just waiting, dude, dying for the rampage numbers to come out tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, just to see how well they did in the ratings. Now I get it. Like I'm not expecting anything crazy because again, it's 10 PM on a Friday night. Like. If this would have been Wednesday Dynamite at the United Center instead of a Rampage, I get it why they did it for a Rampage because, again, new show. But, like, if this would have been normal slot Wednesday Dynamite at the United Center, CM Punk kicking things off, I think we could have got anywhere between a 2 and a 3.0 in terms of people that would have tuned in for the first initial, let's see what they do. But because, again, it's a Friday at 10, I still think a lot of people tuned in. I do. I guarantee it's going to be over a million and I wouldn't be shocked to see it over 1.5, but I don't know if it's going to be over two. However, I feel like dynamite this Wednesday could, could get close to around a 1.5 just because people are going to be tuning in to see what CM Punk says. Uh, Yeah, I mean, very smart for him to, you know, of course, you got to keep you got to build off this momentum to have him, you know, on Dynamite the following week is very smart. So, yeah, it's going to be very curious to see. I'm I'm excited to see the numbers. I'm sure you'll be posting them in Discord. Yeah, I Um, usually do as soon as I see them when they come out. So so I'll be looking forward to that while I'm at work. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I wouldn't be shocked if we got, you know, obviously over a million, maybe one point five. Should be exciting. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we talked about that tag team eliminator thing. So the first match we mentioned already, Private Party and Jurassic Express. This was this past Friday on Dynamite as well. And yeah, this was a great, great tag match. And it was helped out tremendously by the crowd, dude. Like <laughs> this crowd was just on fire. Of course they were because of everything going on. But like. I mean, Jurassic Express is amazing, but we've always known how great Private Party is, too. And, like, they have just been, you know, so on it lately in terms of just getting their characters right and and just getting everything down. And, man, I was impressed with this match. I was. The Canadian Destroyer, while Jungle Boy was sitting on um, uh, Luchasaurus's shoulders. Yeah, from, I think it was, uh, it was Isaiah Cassidy. That yeah. that did uh, the Canadian destroyer from the top, and, yeah. and and like fucking Jungle Boy. I don't <laughs> I don't get how he sold that as good as he did, man. Like, oh my god, and so yeah. impressive, so impressive. 
I was like, holy shit. I mean, that, like, I, I think, because, you know, we were just doing the live reaction. We stayed for the entire thing. I think I even said that might cover us for maybe the next two Dynamites. It's got to. For for a Canadian Destroyer, because that was one to. of the best Canadian Destroyers I've seen. Holy yeah, shit. It was amazing. It was it was incredible. Like I said, that match had so much going for it. Yep. It was it was a really, really good way to, uh, to showcase both of these teams and, and get people excited about this mini tournament. Uh, the next match, takeaway number two, I guess, if we call that, I guess that, I guess this would technically be takeaway number three if, from Rampage. If, if you CM Punk, CM Punk yeah, yeah, if CM Punk is takeaway number one that we talked about at the beginning of the show, and then we took a break, and then we came back and talked about takeaway number two with the tag match. Here's takeaway number three. We had our women's action of Rampage. Jade Cargill gets to take on Kiara Hogan the third time she was featured this week. Uh, I had a feeling this would be, you know, a, a typical Jade Cargill squash match. I hoped maybe they would let Kiera do a little bit. They did. They gave her a little bit of uh, a little bit of time to like you know showcase her character, but for the most part, this was just to continue building up Jade to whatever whatever they're gonna do with her. And and I'm just so like I want to see more now from from this because I like Jade Cargill. I think she's a great character. I think she has an amazing look. And I think she is a star of a future star and, and star now of that women's division. So I want to see more than just squash matches. And that's what she's always in. Uh, no, I agree. I'm ready to see what she can do with, you know, somebody with, a, I guess, a little bit of a star, more star power. But right. uh, no, now, um, again, I get it because of this show, because CM Punk, you know, was the first like, of course, no, the I entire it, yeah. first half of the, the of the one hour basically was CM Punk. And that was okay. So the only way you're going to fit three matches in is if one of them is like, you know, t- 10 Correct. seconds long. And that's what we yeah. got here. So, yeah, but I'm ready to see Jade go up against, you know, Thunder Rosa and Jade go up against Chris Statlander. And yeah, I think that would be a great match. Yeah. Give me, give me Jade Cargill and Jamie Hayter now. Like I want to see things like yeah. that. So as opposed to just Jade Cargill V uh, Ray Lynn or, <laughs> Steph yeah, MK. right. Give her, give somebody, yeah, somebody that's got that that can kind of go toe to toe with her. Yeah, somebody that you know, it still wouldn't hurt them to lose to Jade Cargill because Jade's a beast, but would would allow Jade to do more than just squash somebody. So, uh, our th- last takeaway, takeaway number four, the main event from Rampage. We had your boy John Moxley in the main event, and he was going up against. Speaking of Daniel Garcia and how great he's been doing. Uh, this match was really, really, really good for both of these guys, man. Like, I, I was impressed. I was, I have been super impressed with Daniel Garcia lately. I, I like that. You know, these guys have literally just been thrusted into these program and these matches with some top AEW talent, and are just are they're pulling it off. And they're doing it so well. No, they are. And, you know, I had uh, referenced the promo that they had before this match, you know, backstage where Mark Henry's in the middle and kind of interviewing these guys. And Moxley had made the, uh, I won't forget, I'm probably going to butcher the line. I'm going to say that I won't forget it. But uh, Moxley had said that Daniel Garcia has a better chance of impregnating him than making him tap. Yeah. I fucking loved that. Made me laugh so hard. I'm telling you, Moxley's promos have been fire. The promo that he cut, I think, during it was I thought it was Dynamite where he referenced about all these people coming in. And I mean, he kind of shit talked on Christian. He kind of shit talked on a few other people coming in. And I don't know, man, Moxley's promos have been fucking top notch right now. And that line in that was just uh, it was great. I think the same can be said about Eddie Kingston, too. Like they're just working so well together. Like they really are, man. They're like feeding off of each other. And it's I never would have thought that, you know, that would do that. But I wasn't aware of the, the friendship that they've had for so many years and it's really showing and they're enjoying it you know again we talk about it they enjoy being there having the freedom and and their promos and feeding off of each other have just been great you know what i'm excited about now though now that uh now that we've got cm punk out of the way now that he's there he's going to be there every single week obviously we're looking forward to the next big signing which is clearly brian danielson unless plans have changed I want to see Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia. Ooh. I think that would be an incredible match. Yeah. Yeah, that would. The, the way that Daniel Garcia wrestles reminds me of Daniel hmm. Bryan a lot in terms of like the technical 
I guess the technicality of his moves and the way that he just kind of moves around the ring. He looks like a young Daniel Bryan. Like he looks like a young American dragon. So I think those huh, guys. Wow, I never thought about that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think those hmm. guys have to meet inside of an AEW ring. Like it just has to happen. So uh, I hope, yeah, I, hope I would hope so. Yeah. Like you said, we kind of, we haven't heard a whole lot yet. on Right. The... Uh, obviously like, you know, we're, they're not going to give it away. Uh, we're no, still waiting not. that September 22nd, Arthur Ashe Stadium is the uh, the rumored debut of, of Brian Danielson. I hope to God he uses his Ring of Honor music, dude. Because CM Punk is using, you know, the cult's personality, which is fine. You know, WWE is more associated with uh, his kill switch engaged theme. I get to use cult of personality at the end, but still. And then he also used cult of personality for UFC as well. He did, he did, he did. Yeah. That seems to be like his preferred choice now yeah mm-hmm. uh, over in ring of honor he was using afi but brian danielson in ring of honor was using the final countdown from <laughs> europe and if i and, and i know that tony khan's got the money to get the license oh, for, that, yeah. for that song yeah. can you imagine fifty thousand people singing the final countdown to daniel bryan like dude it would be amazing it and that's what amazing. I like about that's what I like. And, and I want to mention this before we get on out of here. We'll close the show out with this. Let's give a star rating real quick for uh, for Rampage. Can it be anything other than five stars? Uh, no, no, it can't. It has to be five stars. It didn't matter what happened at the after CM Punk no, debuted. CM like, Punk could have been there for an hour. Like, yeah, we could have we could have just had a Rampage where CM Punk cut an hour long promo on the on the industry and it would have been five stars. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. And I don't think we know anything about Rampage next week or this week. So there's not even anything to mention yet. No, like I, they I, really haven't. They've been kind of usually we've heard about it. But yeah, I think with it not being live and it's probably it's going to be hard to live up to the last two episodes. Maybe the of finals Rampage. of that of that. Te- maybe we get, you know, Jurassic Express. And oh, the Lucha yeah, Bros, we could. Maybe. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like, I don't think anything's yeah. been confirmed. But anyway, here's what I want to close this episode out with before we get on out of here. I really like the fact that AEW, and specifically I know this is a Tony Khan thing because, you know, we know that Tony Khan is an ECW guy. We know that he grew up kind of the same way I did, just loving ECW, going to the shows, the the interaction with the fans that they had, the licensed music. It's a big reason why they have licensed tracks in AEW now, like with, with Jungle Boy and John Moxley and Best Friends, Orange Cassidy, like... Obviously, CM Punk now. So I think right now, and I and I mentioned this when we were live on your Twitch. So I, that's why I wanted to make sure I mentioned it on air for the podcast. Mox's entrance during Rampage, like the way when the entire United Center singing along to Wild Thing. I get it's not the actual version of the song, but still, it's an A version of the song. And all those fans singing along reminded me so much. And it's the closest thing we have right now to the Sandman walking out with, you know, the Hammerstein Ballroom or the ECW Arena up in arms, just screaming at the top of their lungs. Excellent! Tonight! Like, dude, I just miss it so much. And AEW is providing that now. They're providing these moments, these these sing-along entrance, licensed entrance themes. Judas, Chris Jericho, like, there's so many. And they're I don't think they're gonna stop. So it makes it makes a lot of sense for them to use the final countdown for Daniel Bryan. I don't know that they will, but I hope that whatever they choose is a licensed track for him that can be sung along to, because it seems like that's the thing now, and it's just working. No, I mean, it is. You're, you're not wrong. Uh, it creates a, a special atmosphere it for the really fans. Does. And, yep. and it really does. And it, and it really, like, I feel like having those entrance themes that can be sung along to like that, and especially for guys like Mox, who come down through the crowd and things like that. Like you're able to connect more easily with them and it's just the right call. Like I'm so excited. That's a special bond there. Yeah. I'm so excited to see, you know, what music they decide to go for, for, for Danielson. I'm so excited to see, cause they're using a licensed track for Malachi black too. I mean, obviously it's not one that I knew uh, being a, a crazy Scandinavian band that I've never heard of, but I mean, I like it. And, well, now, like with with all the reports of like 
Bray Wyatt expected to go. Well, no shit, he's going to AEW. Where else would he go? That just Did you makes see it- he tweeted out his new mask or something yeah. like that? Yeah, I saw like some of the, the things that he was working on. So like, The dude is super fucking talented, Mike. Now, like, I want to know what theme song he's going to use now for like, what license track could they give him? That just would be so perfect. So, I mean, I, I Tony Khan's getting it right. Like, man, what a time. What a time right now. Like we talked about last week on the show, we will be looking back at this time years from now well, yeah. as like, what a time. Really, what a time. It's crazy. Why well, I asked, will this be, is this the turning point? You know, not necessarily saying the death of WWE, but is this where we come, we look back and we're like, yep, this is this is kind of where AEW took the turn and, and didn't look back. I mean, it's clearly the start of it. There, there, nobody ever thought within two years of Dynamite launching on TNT that we would be where we are, that we yeah. would be with CM Punk standing in the middle of an AEW ring, that TNT would be foaming at the mouth, ready to put, you know, marketing and money behind CM Punk's name because they know the audience that it would bring to their channels. Like, and now we have Brian Danielson. And now we have Bray Wyatt and now we have Ric Flair and now we have so many, so many. Yeah. And then we can speculate, you know, will this end up with Charlotte being in AEW? I mean, it's just the possibilities. So many. It's absolutely crazy. But it's been an hour. What say we get on out of here and close the show? Out? Yeah, let's let's hot tag and get the hell out of here and go watch that CM Punk uh, YouTube video a few more times. <laughs> let's do so. <laughs> <laughs> We want to thank you for sticking with us listening to another episode of Blood and Destroyers and all the wrestling podcasts made possible, of course, by LeveldownGames.com. Want to help us and grow the show? Subscribe and spread the word. Details on ways to do just that can be found in the show notes on whichever podcast app you've chosen to listen to us on. We already mentioned it. Theme song of the week. It could be thing nothing else other than Cult's personality from CM Punk. Did you see the new video they put up to on the AEW music on their on the YouTube? Like they've got like the 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 video that was playing in the background with the TVs and stuff. It's cool. It's cool. I did not see that. No, I'll yeah. have to check it out. Worth checking out. But yeah, we're gonna close okay. out, of course, with CM Punk's cult of personality. Now hit the music.
do for you?